your skin looks radiant. Why, thank you. Uh, it's the thing, though. I had to go back old school because, not old school, but to old faithful, I'll say. I had gone to this esthetician, and she tried to put me on this, like, regimen, and the shit was expensive as hell. But mm-hmm. my thing is, I pay for skincare. That's my thing. Like, I love nice-looking skin. Great investment. The shit didn't work. So I don't think it was a great investment. The shit did not work. Okay, so I went back to this company. It's called Urban Skin RX, and that's a plug if y'all want to sponsor us. Okay. There you go. Urban Skin RX, it's a um, esthetician in Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But they sell their products worldwide. Oh. And I had started using the products back in 2018. Mm-hmm. If I could show you pictures of what my skin looked like in 2018, you'd be like, bitch, that ain't the same skin. I mean, because you look sun-kissed. I mean, that's like the you goal. Have a, you have a glow. That, oh, thank you. Like, it looks like an after-sex glow. Well, that ain't happen. That's that's why I need that, because you <laughs> literally have a glow in it. <laughs> well, no. So, yeah, I used Urban Skin. I went back to it. Uh, it's not even been a month yet that I've gone back to it. And it wor- it works. I love it. I keep venturing off because, of course, your skin gets used mm-hmm. to certain kind of stuff. But then, like... I'm like, let me just go back to Old Faithful and see what she does. And she literally, within the first three days, it was like, oh, there there you go. She's doing it. There's your so, skin. Yeah, I need to use that because, like, mine, I'm like a, I, I switch a lot, too, especially in between seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, summertime, like, I'm, it's like a turmeric type of okay. base. Okay. And it, it does what it needs to do, but it's like this hyperpigmentation. That's black women with hyperpigmentation. Yes. It's a, I've, so I've had acne. I started getting acne when I was 17 uh-huh. in high school. And so ever since then, I've been this, like, skincare freak. Oh, my God. And I love skincare. I could not tell you how much money I've spent on skincare, whether it was going to an esthetician or buying my own products. I've spent the high end, the low end. I've used Noxzema. I've used Clearasil. Mm-hmm. I've used everything. Mm-hmm. And this is the first thing I found that my skin really likes. Over time, because okay. we're in what 2022, and mm-hmm. I used it off and on since 2018. Okay, so yeah, and in 2018, that. my skin was the worst it had ever been. It completely cleared it up. Oh yeah, see, I need that because I look like a 101 Dalmatian <laughs> under my foundation. So yeah. yeah, they have different lines for acne and for hyperpigmentation. I use like I interchange them because I have both issues. Mm-hmm. But when my acne goes away, which also helps too, I go to a dermatologist. I use the. <laughs> I use the hyperpigmentation version of it, and so. But I stand by Urban Skin RX. I will definitely. I ain't sponsored or nothing. That. This is true, real, true results. There you go, so, people. Real life, you but have like, it. The scars. Okay, so for instance, the scars we got on our face. We can really talk about. It. We can go deep and talk about today's topic, which is relationship trauma. Yes, and I have a lot of scars. Yeah. Does Urban RX got something for relationship trauma? I don't think so. Okay, my therapist will have to deal with that. And I shit. don't have any either because I don't do relationships. <sighs> so, let, oh, well, let's dive in it because I got a lot to say. And I just got into it with my boyfriend. Oh, I don't know if I can even call him there. And I just got into it with him. And I don't even, it's because of relationship trauma. And the past wants to come and linger and pop up like herpes and try to ruin my fucking happiness. That's nasty. Herpes is nasty, just like relationship trauma that you yeah. thought that you dealt with. Yeah. But clearly, 
They don't tell you that when you quote unquote heal or acknowledge some things that when you get into something healthy that, hey, it's going to pop up. It's going to pop up. I will tell you this. My best friend told me this and I didn't realize this because I have been single since my last long term relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's been three and a half years. Mm -hmm. I've been single. And when when things happen where like I start, quote, talking to somebody Mm -hmm. And I realized certain things are popping up. And he was like, it's because you haven't been in a relationship with anybody since your traumatic situation. And he was like, you think you healed, but you haven't healed because you haven't been put to the test. Right. So, so, but those are healthy things to be put to the test and see how you overcome it. And not focus on the person you're fighting with, but focusing on what's coming up in you that can make you, you know, move on. And they need to do the same thing, too. See, this this wine in a relationship is... Uh, uh, so. we, are, we listen this is one thing we can do we cannot put all of the issues onto the other person because Definitely. we all have grown up with relationship trauma mm-hmm. childhood trauma mm-hmm. we're going through things at the moment we may not know how to express our emotions at the moment we're hormonal mm-hmm. you know we have you know cycles and i wish you know mm-hmm. we did but oh i'm definitely the problem is, is that what you're getting at I, I'm, I'm no i'm not <laughs> i'm not saying i'm what i'm getting at is that one person is not the problem we have to focus on what we brought to the situation but it's like both people need to acknowledge their stuff like exactly my healing my issues that i have it is not my partner's problem exactly everything that we're doing you you assist my happiness you assist you come in and you add value exactly you don't subtract things that i have to deal with of course you are on the receiving end of it but it's like i have to acknowledge and i have to deal with that right but they need to do the same thing and it's hard when a motherfucker don't know that they need to deal with it i mean and i will say that too because that was my past relationship it's like they were never the problem right and i'll be the first one to say bitch i got a problem and i'm gonna tell you this is my problem this Mm -hmm. is it and i'm not expecting you to change your whole you know attitude or your life Mm -hmm. to focus on my problem and say and use it as a crutch Mm -hmm. i'm just letting you know like this is what it is and i'm working on that Mm -hmm. but when you think that your shit don't stink right we got a problem so this is my thing boom so let's just hop into it i'm you know i'm an open book so abandonment issues okay i have that in relationships okay i have walked away and i have had people walked away in very vulnerable uh moments Mm -hmm. so my new partner, he does this healthy thing where, you know, hey, we're having a heated, things are getting heated. Okay. Let me bag away and put this on the shelf so I can proceed with logic versus emotion. This because is what he does. This is what he does. Okay. I hate that. I respect it. I think it's smart because I need to do that as well because I will do the da 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 the tones start getting loud, mm-hmm. and then the problem starts to get pushed to the uh, back of the table, and now we're fighting each other. Got you. Well, with my abandonment issues and my therapy, I have found <laughs> it works best for me to, hey, okay, you know what? It's, it, this is happening during the day. We're at work. Let's talk about this later tonight or maybe whenever. Mm-hmm. I like to feel, you know, like if we don't talk or whatever, that's fine. You're mad. I'm mad. But like, you know, maybe like a couple of hours down the line, just so you can maybe just lend me a shoulder with some of the issues that I have. Maybe just checking like, hey, just checking in. Hope all is going well. So that's what I was going to say. So as far as like and and people are different in that way, like when you want to discuss the situation, because some people can't go on with their day without ending the situation. And Mm -hmm. some people can't continue their day because they talked about the situation. So everybody's different, right? right? But all you are asking is, we don't got to just necessarily dig deep and talk about right. it. Just act like you still care about me. Exactly. And it's hard for men. 
I, and I'm not going to say men because I'm the same way. If I'm not emotionally connected to you, if I'm mad at you, I can't like. Oh my God, that's so. I can't. Fucked up. It is bad. I don't know if it's a, it can't be a male, female thing because I feel like that. But my thing mm-hmm. is, I, I can't like jump in. And also, this is the definition of love. Love, when you love somebody, it doesn't matter what they did, said, or whatever that made you mad, you still care about their well-being, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I do. But and. if you piss me off, and it's only because I've gave you chance after chance after chance. I didn't get mad the first five times, but on the sixth time when I got mad, now nah, I'm done with you. I can't talk to you until later on. But some, that's just, and you just have to, there's a compromising situation in it. Like some people have to cope in the way they have to cope. Because what if you don't get to the conclusion you're looking for prior to your workday happening mm-hmm. and you still in the same boat? I understand that. But my thing is, so you're going to want to talk tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm going to have be having a good day, skipping through the meadows, picking because up flowers. Because you don't care about what happened the day before. Right. I'm. That's how I'm like, so you do what you need to do so we won't have a knockout drag out because I'm not going to deal with any type of um, abuse, disrespectful tones, or just irrationality. Right. I'm not going to deal with that. But when you want to circle back around, which is later that evening when I have, you know, come down, had a great day, or even tomorrow, I'm not going to want to talk about mm. it. It's going to make you mad all it's over It's going to make me mad all over again. And it's like, yeah. why can't we just talk and have sex? I mean, literally you, you could even at the end of the day and it would probably make the sex like really good like oh you make, mad at me take it out yeah, take it out on fat pat sex is the best sex you know they said i don't know no it is <laughs> it, it is i've stayed in a lot of relationships too long because the sex was really good and it's like after you get that post nut clarity it's like oh yeah this is this is not good but you know i you know <sighs> trauma it's it's the it's the it's the trauma i thought that i had got over this because you can't tell people how to love you can't tell people how to act you can't tell people you literally get to experience them and see if you can roll with it exactly okay so let's let's dig into your abandonment issues okay come on girl let's you you using this psychology degree today i know (laughs) my my little four-year psychology degree that i don't use currently ain't saving me some money on (laughs) therapy come on girl let's (laughs) unpack it because i know i'm not the crazy i know i'm not the only you know i'm not gonna say crazy because my therapist told me to we're 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 unlearning that i know i'm not the only one who thinks differently exactly i like to color outside the lines that you do there are a lot of artists that get paid millions of dollars to put little Specs and shit on a canva that zips canvas yeah. <laughs> okay she got a psychology degree and an english one clearly okay that's the okay fun police oh gosh okay. anyway so let's unpack your abandonment come on pull my lace front back i'm ready it's a cute one too though thanks <laughs> i do not have to look what i look like what i've been through that's oh, for sure. My God, where you learn that from? Anyways, okay, so we'll unpack your abandonment issues. We're gonna take a break. Okay. And then we'll we'll come right back. Okay. All right, so cool. When we left from the break, I was asking, like, where did your actual abandonment issues come from? Okay, let me lay back on the couch. <laughs> let me take a sip of water. Bitch, I need two fifty an hour. <laughs> Okay, I invoice figure. Cash out, cash out. 
Um, I would definitely say my abandonment issues came very early on when I started dating. Um, I did not pick quality people. I came from a very loving dynamic. Like dad was in the picture, you know, spoiled rightfully. So not, Mm -hmm. you know, anything crazy, but I came with this expectation like, hey, I'm going to receive love in the way that my dad loved me, which is, you know, unconditional and stuff like that. So, of course, when I started dating, you know, I was attracted to the bad boys or the ones that can, you know, pretty much the wrong guys. Right. And, of course, my parents have been married um, actually on the 25th for 45 years. Mm. So I've seen the dynamic of marriage, not the stuff that's on TV. I actually saw the real stuff. So I was more loyal than I should have been. I was more this, that, and the other and not thinking like, oh, okay, I just saw relationship, relationship, you make it work because that's all I've seen. So I've made it work. I tried to make it work with a lot of relationships that I shouldn't have and they would end up leaving Mm -hmm. or they'll end up backing out or they'll end up shying away from things when they got rough. And it's like, it would be to the point where I'm pushing, pushing, pushing to make it work and they just leave. Yeah. And I saw this perpetuating in a constant cycle of it. So now it's like, when I get into argument, what you gonna leave? What you gonna leave me? What I'm like, Ike, what you gonna leave me like all them other motherfuckers in the bank? Like, yeah, that's me. Like, that was that literally is what goes on in my mind, and it's not good because now I have a healthy partner, or I've had healthy partners where I've ran them away because I was scared. I was like, let me get them before I get got exactly. And it's not, it's not, I don't need to, um, yeah. So I would say it was stem from just picking bad partners early on, my first experiences of love and relationships with, uh, with men were, you know, they weren't healthy. So mm-hmm. I have formulated some habits that I have to unbreak and unlearn. Yeah. I mean, I think all of us have been through that situation, whether it was abandonment or whatever the situation came from. Like, we all carry baggage through our life from things that we've learned because that's the nature of a human being. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so, like, whether it's relationship trauma or whatever kind of trauma you dealt with, you carry that with you. And like I said, you don't realize that the trauma is still there mm-hmm. until you get into the next situation. Man. And it's like everybody say, oh, don't bring your baggage onto the next person. It's impossible. It thank Okay. I'm yeah. not crazy. Yeah. It's impossible for you not to bring it. Cause you don't, the baggage doesn't come up until the situation comes back up. Exactly. And it's like dating in your thirties. Like, Oh, but we are, it ain't even dating. Th- it's dating in 2022. It is. It's dating period. Because like in a relationship, I feel like, you know, it's all the, you know, the fun stuff, everybody's, but it's like, Hey, I see your baggage. Let me see if I can put this on my load. That's the stuff people don't tell you. They think, Oh, you're going to work together. It's going to be fun and all this stuff like that. No, there are a lot of uncomfortable yeah. conversations and stuff that have to happen. And this motherfucker could have been, uh, raped, molested, uh, dad, mom was not around traumatic. Uh, I mean, divorces, people die. So it's like that stuff doesn't go away because you meet the quote unquote special person. Right. Right. And that's another thing that people have to be willing to like stick in the fight basically, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you understand that you have baggage, you know where it came from, and you're trying not to portray that in your next relationship. Mm-hmm. The next person may not have the same amount of, you know, resolve, and they don't understand that, oh, I brought this in from such and such, and my dad was mm-hmm. this way, and my mom was this way. And But another thing I will say, and it's something that you brought up about your parents being together for mm-hmm. 45 years, is that people who have a two-parent household expect that relationship to transpire into what they bring it to and not understanding that the person they're getting with could have had a single parent household. Ooh, ding, 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 ding. And that was me three years ago, four years ago. 
I was, I'm a product of a single parent household. I have the love of both of my parents, but they never were in the same household with me. And then I was with somebody who had the two parents who are still together, been married 30 something, 40 years. Mm -hmm. And they expected our relationship to be like that. But my thing is you only expect what you are doing day to day. Mm -hmm. Mind you, it ain't even about, it's not even about the fact that you come from a two parent household. We in a whole different, we in 2022. True. We're not in 1979. True. That's very true. That's a whole nother thing. Like, you have to just live day to day as this is what my partner is bringing. This is what I'm bringing. Two people have to come into the situation and say, I'm going to fight for this. Whatever that looks like. And I'm not fighting you. I'm fighting whatever issues arise. Right. And people don't do that. They don't. Because people haven't had to do that. Even outside of relationships. You get through school easy. You know, Mm -hmm. you... Some people find a job easy mm-hmm. and don't have to work for shit. Mm-hmm. It's just the nature of the microwave society we live in. So how do you find somebody that ends up being able to fight just for you? And it's at, at the end of the day, love don't make make a marriage. Just saying. It. Oh my god, it's like I, I, that's <laughs> it's I, work. It's work. It's work. You when you bake a cake, you don't just say, "Hey, I got eggs." This yeah. Is, no, you need. It's it's a lot of ingredients yep, that come into yep. making. A relationship. And then even when you have all the ingredients, your cake still may come out nasty as hell. Sure is. It may look pretty on the inside. I mean, on the outside Mm -hmm. and on the inside is, yeah. And you can do the same exact recipe twice. And week one, it might be nasty. And week two, it'd be the best cake you ever made. Mm, or you could be extremely high and it could just be good you know for what? you at the time. Because I mean, if it got weed in it, maybe it, it was really right, good. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they got that butter where you can put it. But anyway, yeah. So that, you know, it is. And it's like, you know, you have those uh, little, and, man, it's like, my thing is, it's okay. Relationship trauma or the ugly, or not the ugly side, the colorful side of you that makes you you. Right. Nothing is wrong with that, but it's like when your partner or when people not only don't acknowledge it, but don't want to work on it. That's the thing. People don't want to work for nothing. Like you, 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 you know, you fucked up. Yeah. You know, you get that lit, that, that gut feeling in your stomach is not gas. (laughs) It is something telling you that you need to maybe dig deep and peel back some layers. Yeah. Like what? Well, like why? Because it's like not only are you putting me in a hell that it, it's hell for you too. You're putting yourself yeah. in a personal hell. Like it's like come on, you really acting nonchalant. Wow, that's a great coping mechanism. Yeah. You moron. <laughs> like you don't come on now. Like deal. Like deal with that stuff or don't deal with it. But don't you know what I'm saying? When you unload and unpack on me, that's going to happen. We're in a relationship. But I mean, like literally, why not make this? We're we're going on a ride. We're going on a journey with each other. And why every not day is make, different. Every day is different, but like, why not make it a little? Let's soften the blow. Right. This roller coaster ride when we're going down. Let's make it to where we can put our hands up and scream ah. And when it's going up and building up the well, impact. I mean, I think that's a little bit unrealistic. I think. Okay. I think after the situation is over, you can do that. You can put your hands up and be like, oh, this was a ride. It was a necessary evil. It got us to where we were going, but. In the argument, we're going to feel how we're going to feel. That's human nature. We can't change that. And I will tell you this. I'm so self-aware that I could be literally saying something to somebody, and I'd be like, bitch, don't say that. And I'm, it's still coming out. <laughs> and and I'm not, like. You did not have to say like, that. Like, girl, you ain't got to say all that. Like, in the, min- in the moment that it's coming out, I'm like, girl, don't say that. Don't say that. Girl, don't say that. And it's still coming out. Because <sighs> I'm just so self-aware. But when, my, when I get mad, because it has taken me so long to get mad, mm-hmm. then you about to get all this shit. So, 
if you're with a partner that is there for you, that can understand that this is a ride, this is something we got to go through, this is a necessary evil, we're going to fight, we're going to argue, we're not going to be our best selves every day. We're going to be on our period, you know, mm-hmm. every 26 to 28 days. Or mm-hmm. however, and that's going to be a different person than it was on day 12. You see what I'm saying? So that's you're true. dealing with different people. You're dealing with different people in each decade. So if after the argument you can put your hands up and be like, oh, bitch, that was a ride, that was something we had to go through, Let's we still have fun. I feel like that's that's what marriage is. I, I agree. And my abandonment issues, I would like to have that mindset, but I don't know <laughs> if the other person is going to flake out and but not you be there when I open the focus door. focus on that. You can only focus on what you brought to relationship because that's trying to control the other person. Oh, and I, oh, in my research and in therapy, <laughs> that is one of the trauma bonds, control. You can't control how anybody else brings themselves, their representative, or how they act in your relationship. But I have to deal with it. You just got to deal with it. And if it's something you want to deal with, you keep it trucking. Because it's how many billion people in the world? I think it's like seven now. However many billion. It's the fucking mermaid in the sea that we probably could date. At this point, I'm just saying. I would be open to it. I should. I would be open to it. So we have, okay. So clearly I have abandonment issues. I have control issues. (laughs) Um, Other trauma bonds, emotional neglect. Uh, I, yeah. Okay. Just, I can read the, I can read the definition. Cause I had to look this up because I'm like, I know I'm messed up and I love to go to Google. Like according to WebMD, I'm going to die tomorrow. I'm glad you do because, <laughs> you know, I love to read. I like, so clearly I got, yeah. So it's, I like to read up on stuff because I'm like, something is wrong. Like, let me. No, I'm glad that you do because nowadays people, it, 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 I got a funny story for you. Okay. So, um, I'm trying, I'm going to shorten the story as much as I can. We were out somewhere, and I'm trying not to tell, like, too much detail. But we were out, and this guy, he needed to come pick up something, right? Mm-hmm. And one of my friends, funniest person on earth, got to be the funniest person on earth, but he was on speakerphone. It was about five of us in the room that are all friends, and we listened to him, like, act like he don't know what the fuck to do, like, how to find where we are. Mm-hmm. This girl goes, Google. There you go. People, we need to Google shit. It's 2022. Everything is at the, like, on your fingertips. Thank you. Like, don't ask dumb questions. Exactly. Because I I laughed, and I felt bad for the guy, but the shit was funny as hell because it was the truth. Like, Like, why would you not think Why would you not think? You you was just there the night before. So, you couldn't, you Ubered there, but you couldn't go back in your Uber to at least find, like, my thing is, use your resources. Mm -hmm. Use your resources. That's it. That's all. Life is so hard. Like, use your tools to make it easier Easier. (laughs) any way you can. Like, it's hard. Like, if you can just soften the blow a little bit, instead of me falling on the floor, let me fall on a pillow. And it'll probably soften the blow. Like, let's not make things harder than life. I mean, I mean, honestly, life's a bitch and then you die. But Mm -hmm. day to day, (laughs) you can make your day to day life a little bit easier than it has to be. People make shit so hard. They do. You know, I see that shit as a flight attendant all the time. Like, I'm trying to figure out, we all had to take geometry, right? Or we all, at least as a three-year-old, we learned how to put a circle into a circle hole mm-hmm. and a square into a square hole. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck are you putting your bag in this being like this? Like, it don't fit like that. You talk about that a lot, and that's really a pet peeve of yours. And oh, I'm, I'm one of the people that do that when I fly. D- Toya. I'm sorry. Overhead being, and I tell people, when, so when I go on a trip, we meet our crew for the first mm-hmm. time, and we brief, and we whatever, and they're like, you know, can you stand in the aisle and make sure that people get their stuff in the bin? And I'm like, I will be in the aisle because I will tell you this is one of my pet peeves. Why, if there's an overhead bin, and there's 
There's to say there's two overhead bins. There's six seats right underneath both of those overhead bins. That's not just the people that's going to stick their bag in there. Why the fuck did you think your bag was supposed to be the only one to go in that bin? I mean, yeah. Awareness. Why, when you walk down the concourse, do you stop in the very middle? Oh, my God. I hate that. Um, I just run them over. I just run them over. Yeah. I just don't understand people. And it don't get on be. the and don't get on the little walkie thing. If you see a lot of people on it, don't just stand, don't there. stand there. Walk. Walk. Or stand to the side. Exactly. Right is right. Because that's why they say stand on one side, walk on the other side. Uh, but people that trauma. don't have special spatial awareness or situational awareness, it is one of my pet peeves. It it's it's big. It's like my biggest pet peeve, probably. Do you ever feel like being uh, I, I feel like being self-aware is a blessing and a curse because I get in these relationships and I know I know I can tell you like look I'm gonna give you the answer to this I'm gonna tell you hey bro I'm a whole lot of fun crazy sexy cool and you know my crazy is you know is it's cool but it's like I can tell you what's wrong with me yeah and it's gonna be to a T but your ass you want to go through the book and you want to look up the answers for yourself when I'm telling you what's wrong with me so when we get into uh, when I get into an argument with anybody I'm telling you hey this is how I feel. This is what I need. You don't have to give me what I need, but this is how I'm feeling. I can express that. I can articulate that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's part of being, you know, self-aware. And I think every person on this earth needs to be self-aware. And I'm not just talking about self-aware of your emotions. Just self-aware that you're not the only fucking person that exists on this earth. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. That is very true. That's good. I'm going to put that as a Facebook status. <laughs> She go back yeah. back to using Facebook again. <laughs> I know, I know, caveman. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> All right, we're going to take one more break, and we'll be right back to talk to you guys in just a little bit. I had my shot of whiskey. <laughs> I am up off the couch, and we are back <laughs> to getting our to using our psychology degrees today. This is, we are really unpacking and unearthing some things. And we started talking about so much stuff during the break that you said like 10 things that I'm going to make a Facebook status on. Oh, it's her in this Facebook status. Yeah, because people need to know this. People need to know this level of awareness. So could you please shed some light on what you said that was so eloquent? Um, I know kind of we were talking about like, you know, how men are just like simple creatures and not simple in a negative way, but just simple. Like they don't require much mm. and women tend to require more, not necessarily emotionally, but in all ways. And so if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, you have to understand that what the other person needs, not what you need and don't conform them into what you need. So a man shouldn't be like, I'm simple. Or she needs to be simple. Yeah. It's I'm taking you where you are. Right. And if it's not something I can deal with, then I'm going to move on. Mm. And so it's just like, why don't people understand that a relationship is about increase? Mm. I don't need to be with what I already got. I need what I need to be with what I'm lacking. Right. So why would I want to be in a relationship with somebody who wants me to be just like them? Right. It's because people don't want to grow. I think that's why. That is. Like and they want to control. And control is a, a coping mechanism to where yeah. you're scared. You feel like you got to control things in order to feel safe. You no, know, I will say this. There's two different types of ways you can control. Control as in a narcissist, just like control. Or there's control as in I don't want to be hurt. Mm. And that's more where you are. Yes. As far as like the abandonment. Like, well, let me control the situation so that I get out before you get out. Because mm. I'm going to get you before you get me. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you before you shoot me. And that's, of course, that's not good. I think both are kind of forms of manipulation, though. 
I mean, one just has good intentions. Narcissist, boo. Pick of the <laughs> bottom of we the need litter. A, we need a boo sound. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, crowd, everybody goes boo, point and laugh. They are the fucking worst. But then, I mean, just because I have good intentions and I'm trying to control something because I don't want to be hurt. You can't do that's that's manipulation. Well, I'm glad you're being self aware about that. I'm a manipulative bitch. <laughs> wow. No, Add but, that to my laundry list. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you think I need to be single? No, I don't. I think the only way you learn is to jump in and do it. Being single doesn't reveal the things that you need to work on. Because if you by yourself, what what you need to work on that when you by true. yourself? You have to work on things that are coming up and as they're like you like tackling the shit as they hitting you. But I got scars, girl. And I got and scars we all like do. them them 60-year-olds who got scars all up and down their legs who played outside and you I know got what? those. You looking at the 60-year-old scars. Uh, I got those. You be looking at their legs. Uh, cuz some of some of oh, they be having them little, you know, a lot of them. Like, no. They, I don't. They ratchet. I don't. I don't pay attention. Some of them I don't care. Okay. I don't pay attention to those things. They mums didn't put cocoa butter on. <laughs> Shea butter. Shea butter, yeah. Skin care. Uh-huh. Yes. Everything skin care. <laughs> so, you, you know, you are right. And um, as far as our men, our brothers and our others and everybody in between who are not as um, emotionally driven as I am, they are simple creatures. And I do like what you said about, hey, I'm not trying, don't try to make me simple. I don't want you to be complex. Right. Let's meet in the middle. Exactly. And let's create a safe space for each other to exactly. get what we need. Because you do have a responsibility to give me what I need. And if you don't, then boom, we leave when what we don't like is not being served on the table. Exactly. And that's okay. And it's okay. It's okay to walk away. And run. <laughs> now, and I've had um, to run. Too, I'm talking about run. Like uh, I like Tina Turner did when she tried to leave Across in the middle the of the night. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tried to get away from Ike after the hotel. I mean, yeah. I ain't had to run like that. But some situations usually be like, you just got to go. Like, don't look back. Don't think twice. Yeah. Do you, boo. Blog. And don't, like, yeah. And I think that's where we mess up. And it also adds to our trauma. When we try to change and when we try to actually fix those situations where we know that they are dead. Yeah. Because on I'm, life support. I'm a self-proclaimed fixer. Oh, me too. I just be trying to be, I want the best for everybody. Me too. And so I be talking to people and I just be like, this is where we are. How about this? Or how do you like this? And then some people take, take to it and some people be like, no, bitch, we're not going there. Oh. And so I need to stop fixing people because in the end, it's hurting me. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. You end up with the dirty mechanic hands. Yeah. I don't like dirty hands. Me I neither. get my nails done every two weeks. You do? And they look good. <laughs> Thank you. Mine look gnarled. <laughs> gnarled. And like, I've been working on cars. <laughs> but no, but seriously, though, this conversation that we had, I feel like it was really enlightening. And I really would like, you know, a male perspective on relationships and like what they go through and yeah. what they're looking for. So this like would be a really good episode for next week as far as like, you know, talking to just you have male like guests. Yes, have some testosterone on the show. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. So yeah, if you're interested in joining the conversation with us, if you like what you hear, you love our conversation and you're like, let me I don't want to put my two cents in. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you send us a DM on our Instagram. It's misunderstood dot the podcast. 
That's where we do all of our connection, our communication on our social. Um, just let us know if you want to be on, on the podcast. Let us know if you're liking what you hear. Let us know what you want to hear next for sure. Definitely let us know what you want to hear. Uh, we enjoyed you guys. We love you tuning in. Thanks so much. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. This is the Spotlight Podcast Network.